screen today. Got everybody. Uh, everybody's in play. Mark, uh, congratulations on uh, creating a new national day. I loved it. Yeah, national bring a friend to the huddle day. So we'll see if uh, everybody follows suit and actually brings a friend this morning. But got a lot of engagement and a lot of traction with it yesterday. So that was a lot of fun. There's a lot that, uh, you know, the fans or the people that watch or the huddlers find out on social media. And that was one thing I also found out on social media is that we started our own national day. So you guys post it, right? At the end of the episode. I don't know if you want to throw it in the group chat, you know, just say, hey, man, we're doing this. All right, cool. Sarah was like, I love it. I love the call to action. And I was like, yeah, I just made that up on the floor. Technically, technically it did go in the group chat because I sent the photos to get approved in the group chat. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Shay, for following the SOP, right? You missed it. You just make sure you watch the show. Everybody's required to watch the show. It's actually part of the onboarding process. So if you are indeed a new friend of the huddle, please uh, say hello so that we can uh, shout you out. Uh, good morning to all of the, the regular folks as they shuffle in. A um, couple of things I want to talk about this morning. Um, DeMar Hamlin was cleared to play football three and a half months after he was dead on the floor. After a cardiac arrest, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. It's you know great news. It's it's uh, you know some say it's a miracle. It's just fantastic. It's awesome that he gets to go back to doing the thing that he loves to do. Hopefully, he carries on and has a successful career from here. But just great news. Good news in the news. I mentioned it to Jake, and Jake had a great comeback. Look, it's the way he supports his life. I think if you look at what happened, it was an absolute freak event. It had nothing to do with his health or the makeup of how his heart was. It was a one in whatever, you know, a probability that he got hit in the right spot. Look at how many tackles happen every year. It doesn't happen. So he made a decision. And I think a lot of people, when he got hurt, will have an opinion. A lot of people have an opinion about it now, but it's his life. He's supporting his family through something that he loves and has worked his entire life for. And to tell somebody that they can't go back after a doctor said they can, I think is the stupidest thing we do as a culture. Anybody who's going to slight him for going back to doing the thing that he's passionate about doing. Like if you get the opportunity to do something at the very highest level possible, if you are blessed enough to reach the pinnacle of a profession, an industry or whatever, and you almost have it taken away from you and you get the opportunity to go back and do it again and you are going to slight somebody for that, you should check your internal dialogue. Jules is just deciding to bang down. Bang the drugs, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of miracles, um, I know you've, you've had a miracle in your life. DeMar had a miracle in his life. Yesterday I had a virtual coffee with Zach Corliss. Yeah. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's another this, miracle story. This was a kid that was in an unbelievably horrific accident. And if not for a few uh, certain, you know, graces of God, this human being is here. And uh, what a wonderful kid. I, I absolutely enjoyed the time. Zach, hope you're watching because it was it was wonderful. And you're going to go 
places. And for those that first are in the Get On The Ball community, Zach is a part of the Get On The Ball community now. He's joined as an academy member, which is the uh, discounted or scholarship rate for young people in their careers. So excited to have him be a part of the accountability call at the end of the month. And uh, he's been here every day. It's been a part of his morning routine to be in the huddle. So shout out to you, Zach. If you don't know him and you're looking for a powerful story and a good guy to know, reach out to him. Yeah, grab a great virtual coffee with him. Um, He's going to do amazing things. Well, when when I – there he is. There's Zach. Um, So when you you check your own story against the obstacles and then you hear what this kid went through – it really is inspiring and wonderful. And I, I promised him to be in his corner for as long as he wants me to. So awesome, awesome stuff. We got a big crowd this morning. Andy Cagnetta is here. I want to yeah. recognize him because Friday night at the Hall of Fame, him and his beautiful wife will receive the, I think the Melissa Aiello Award. I'm not really sure what the name of the award is, but uh it's about time somebody recognized this guy. Hall of Famer. Get the man a jacket. It's Hall of Famer. It's Hall of Famer in my book. So uh, we got a great show today. We, we are going to focus on a bunch of family stuff. I came across an article that was basically the tips and tricks of, you know, going into a family business. And uh, boys, last time I checked, we got a family business. So... Uh, mm-hmm. Shay, wake us up. before we get started how many awards does andy have to get before he gets like a bust inside of like the nova southeastern like i went to the 211 broward event andy was recognized there going to the ja event andy's (laughs) going to be recognized there like is he he like a minimum of one award per quarter right right now so like like tiger woods he has to like like what does he keep in his office what does he keep in his office this is the quality human that he is it's him and allison yeah it's awesome because Allison is equal to or greater in terms of her um, stands next to him or in front of him, not behind him. <laughs> incredible, absolutely incredible. So great stuff. So you guys know that I am big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. I uh, you know really admire what the guy has achieved in his life. He has dedicated a way to give it back in the Pump Daily. He is. Writing a book, I already ordered, pre-ordered the book called Be Useful. Here's a little tip of what's coming your way. It's all about being useful. This is one of the lines that my father always gave me, by the way. I remember when I grew up, he says, be useful. Two lines. But this is the thing that connected everything for me and carried me through. It was kind of the motivation for me my entire life. 
So for those who want to understand what's happening in that scene, he has two donkeys that are like his pets. He talks and, about how much he loves them. Whiskey, and I forget the name of the other one. And right. he is actually shoveling shit. That. that to me, like, I, I, I wanted to show the whole beginning of that because he talks about how much he loves the donkeys and he's going into this passion for the donkeys. And he goes, but it doesn't really matter how much I love them. And he turns around and he goes, I still got to shovel their shit. And he picks up the shovel and scoops it up. And and to me, like that that was so it was just such a really good way to say it doesn't really matter how good it is, doesn't matter how much joy you get out of it, there's always shit to shovel. And if you're not willing to shovel the shit, you cannot find greatness, you cannot find success. Uh Jake, any comment there? Because I want to share a thought. No, no. I look, I think you don't know real work until you shovel shit and you're okay shoveling shit, you know? And once you do it and you get over your ego, no matter what stage of life you are, like that's where I go to is be useful. You know, every day we got to get to places in our lives where we're like, we don't do that anymore. You know, ah, that's beneath me now. And if it's useful to be that guy in that situation, if you're that guy, you'll always be in the right place and it'll always keep you around. That's kind of my thoughts. So for me, this was my mantra. You can ask Shay, ask anybody I hired. I think I probably even told you guys, whatever you do in whatever organization you do it, just add value. I said it to Zach. I was with Zach over the weekend. And he said, you know, some of those lessons are so real to me now as my own business owner, because, you know, as long as you create value and you know you're creating value, you it's job spot. security all day long. You got a spot. You know, you got a spot. So I mean, that was that was the you know I, we talked about that yesterday, but that was the thing for me in football was I had no business being there. Going from an equipment manager to becoming a special teams coordinator, I had no foot in the door. I didn't have a friend that was bringing me in. I shoveled shit for years, <laughs> and once I got the opportunity to get on the floor of the building that I wanted to be on, then it was like, well, what else do I got to do? You want me to get coffee? You want me to run copies? You want me to get donuts? You want me to drive you to the airport? I, whatever it is, I'll add, I'll do it if it adds value. And that led to me being able to do more. And that's was kind of my conversation with, with, you know, with, uh, um, uh, Lori yesterday was just that I don't see young people really want to shovel shit. I don't see really want to do that. I've been here eight months. I will. I'll push back a little bit because I think we are a softer generation, and I think you guys in the older generation shoveled shit without any acknowledgement. Nobody ever right. said like "good job," and that yeah. doesn't fly with us. And so you guys come with this ex- expectation that we are just supposed to shovel shit, and uh, we're like, "No, we're not." What do you mean we're supposed to shovel shit? Why? No, I'm just saying that's the way we think. And fair. And, it's and, the, and I, I it's agree leader, with you. That's that's why there's the leader of saying, hey, like, why are we doing this? Why here's, do you have to why do it has right, to how, Why are you doing it? And acknowledging that they're shoveling the shit and acknowledging that you did it and telling them and showing them is a way different thing than expecting you should just go shovel that shit. But I will say this. Right. If I yeah, so. was seeking that validation, if I needed that validation right. – I would have never made it into the football career. Would right. have never happened. I would right. have burned early there are, there for the are. young people that are seeking that validation and won't do it without it. You're hindering yourself from finding success. 
Yeah, so um, – Oh, no, is... don't worry. Dan Mullen never recognized me. Don't worry. Right, right, right. Don't worry, Exactly. Lord. exactly. Worry. That's the difference. Coming is... from someone who didn't get recognized and did it anyways. Right. Without people, with my own friends looking at me going, why are you doing it? What are you Why? doing? Why are you <laughs> wasting are you your time? Why are you picking up kids? I go, because eventually they're going to give me something. Well, something listen, that matters. I remember going to visit Mark early in his career, and Bobby Bowden was just, hey, you. <laughs> like, I, don't right. even, I don't think you knew your name. A thousand percent. Spent every Saturday with the guy. He would blast right by me in the hallway like hey good to see you like (laughs) so i want to get to this family stuff it's great i have great music i have two clips that'll tee us off and then boom we're gonna go right into what it's like to be in a family business shay i'm teeing you up it's probably overtime with the three voices but boom give me motivational music Thicker than blood, that's deeper than love with my friends. People come and some people go and some people ride till the end. When I am blind, in my mind, I swear they be my rescue, my lifeline. I don't know what I'd do if I, if I'd survive, my brothers and my sisters in my life. Yeah, I know some people, they would die for me We run together, they're my family When I get up, they gon' be high with me I'll stay forever, my love that song so as you guys know me i was bawling my eyes out yesterday that was a lock i said in my head as i was listening to it i was like oh he might be crying when we come back my lifeline man it's just so so true so music movies entertainment teaches us the ideal of what family is. Um, I have two clips I want to show, and then bang, I want to go right into the uh, six tips um, for bringing kids into a business and what you need to pay attention to. So first clip, you will love this. Don't ever take sides against the family. Mike, you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. Fredo, you're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Ever. Oh, ever. Oh, God. When he says ever, I shit myself. <laughs> okay. okay. Whoa. Ever. I, like, it hurts me more when he's like, I love you. Like, yeah. that's the. Uh, 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 like, I love you. Oh. Uh, like, You're my so, brother. Right. Well, so that, that scene, I think, speaks so much to being in a family business because you have to be able to separate family and business at some point. Mike, you're my older brother and I love you. I would do anything for you, but you are fucking this up. (laughs) So like, you know, it's a separation. It's look, you're my older brother and I'm going to love you forever. And I would do anything to help you, 
But at the same time, I got to hold you accountable to making a decision that's very, very poor right now. And I got to tell you that and navigating those conversations, I think, is one of the hardest things. And those themes run throughout The Godfather. We talked about it. I did a podcast yesterday with Keith Costello over at um, Locality, which is really, they ask great questions, but they got, you know, like, what brings you joy? And I said, working with my family, even though it has its barriers. One more clip from The Godfather. Oh, there you go. There's my time. It was great. That looked we had, awesome. We had so much fun. So great. Um, so one more clip from The Godfather, and then we'll get right into it. You spend time with your family? Sure I do. Good. Because a man that doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. So, you know, when you, when you really understand the prize, and I'm fortunate because I can look back on a career. I can, I've been there. I've done it. I hustled. I did. I made sacrifices. I'm not, I'm, I would not make those same sacrifices again. I think family is the prize. You know, yep. you can have a great family life and then marry it to your business. It's incredible. So um, before we jump in, any thoughts that you want to, I mean, Brian Moskowitz comes up with a great one from Succession. Yeah, I mean, Logan Roy's line, if you haven't been watching Secession, but, you know, when he says, I love you, but you're not serious people, you know, that's him saying, look, you're my kids and I love you. Although the, if you watch the show, I don't know that there's real love. <laughs> <laughs> but him, him being honest with them saying, you're not, you're not serious. You not don't who really you think you are. what it takes to run this. You don't really get what it takes to do this. The, the dynamic of going back and forth between being family members and, and being in a business and holding people accountable is something I wrote about in my book and something that I think is one of the greatest lessons. But what the Godfather says about being a real man and spending time with family, that was my biggest disconnected football was like everybody lived the three F's faith, family, football. That's our priorities. That's what we do. And that's what they would sell people on in the recruiting process. And I was like, bullshit. Nobody's going to church on Sunday during the season. Nobody's making time for faith during the season, unless it's during camp and we're going on a team visit. Nobody's making time for their family. They're bringing their family to the office on a Thursday night. Nobody's leaving early to do anything. You're grinding all day, every day. This business is football and nothing other than football. And that was wrong. It felt wrong for me all along. And I was, in my mind, I always wanted to get to a place where I was running the program so I could change it and do it differently. And, you know, that's, that's just it's the nature of that business. There is something so beautiful, though, that where I was when I started as a student assistant, where you started in the equipment room, that service that I know Laura Sherman talked about, like the service to the goal was unreal, though, to give yourself completely to a goal and a mission. And I think that's what really what is unique about working for a family business is we're not just making money. Like that's not our goal here, or it obviously is, but like we're building legacy and we're doing it together and it's bonds that we're forming and we're thinking together and we're pushing each other. And there's so much more doing it as a family, which is what corporations and people try to form, you know, as communities, but it's really interesting to be a part of it. And a lot of the lessons you pulled, we've learned on our own. Like nobody right. told us that that was what right. was going to happen. We like, yeah. I'm reading them now and I go, well, this just kind of naturally happened in our so let me read through them in yes. total, and then we'll pick a few out. Number one, encourage them to be prepared. I didn't prepare you 
for being in business together. I prepared you for being in, in the business. In of business. Life. Well, in yeah, you, you prepared me to be in business for okay. sure. So that's number one. Number two, nepotism is a no-no. Yep. Um, I don't think there's ever a time that I give you the benefit of the doubt because you're my son. Yep. I do because you're my partner and you think, and um, both of you guys, um, give them opportunities. This was you know, a clear example. And it goes deeper into this, but those opportunities were delivered in exposure. I exposed yeah. you guys to lots of stuff that you wouldn't normally be exposed to. And then you learned on your own. You like said, okay, this is what it's like. I think, you know, a lot of the, the generational stuff is you shelter your kids from stuff and then they got to go learn it on their own at a much later age. Um, understand that they may lead differently than I would. Mm. Wow. <laughs> um, no, um, if given the room, they will add something new and special. And I think this is so evident in how Jake is showing up. And I had dinner with Scott Smith and he asked about it. And I said, it's really fun to watch him be in the room with a real voice. The, the weekly meetings that we're having now are his ask. He showed up and said, hey, we don't have to operate independently. We need to operate together. And then um, remember that different roads can lead to the family business. I mean, well, so that to me is like that, that last one, don't bring them into the business. Like how do you bring your kids into the business? Don't bring them into the business. So. Right. Allow it to happen naturally, right? Like the original concept for my future and my track was going to be in the business. And then my life took me in a different direction, which allowed me to build a career somewhere else, which prepared me so much better for doing what we do now than had I not done that. So like all roads may lead back to the family business, but know that it may not be linear. And really the best way to, I think to prepare them is to allow them to experience other organizations Oh, there's no doubt, Laura. Like, if that wasn't clearly evident for so many days. And he also gets paid more than all of us. It's not even close. But, I, you know, I think that's where you, even if you offer them opportunity and exposure to come in early, allow them to go out, allow them, like, there was never any kind of animosity when I said that. I think I want to chase this coaching thing. Like, I think I'm really passionate. It wasn't like, oh, man, I'm so disappointed you're not going to do this with us. It was, wow, you found something that you're really passionate about. Good for you. How can I help support you and go doing that? And I know that's not the norm in a lot of family businesses. So I think well, that's what helped us get back to where we are now. I think bringing that full circle was even when you decided to leave football, your inclination was to come right in. And I went right. – no, 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 no. Yeah. Tough discipline for me because I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get the opportunity to work with you guys. And, you know, I've said this recently. I work with lots of people in my career, some great, some not so great, whatever. I'm having the best time of my life now because I'm challenged in a way I've never really been challenged. I felt like I was alone in a lot of the companies I built because I was the only one out you know, the outlier, you know, so mm -hmm. you having those outside experiences are leading to what's happening now, the process you went through, like, so I don't never, I was not great at hiring. 
you know, Shea was great, was a great hire. But beyond that, I just, I always went more emotional. You just had an unbelievable process of what you went through to find Sarah. And in two days, she's done more than some people we've ever done. You know? <laughs> it's incredible. So, you know, the, I, I think the important thing is that family is a bonus, but family can't be the reason. Like, I didn't bring you in the business. And a because lot of people, we're family. Right? Right. A lot of people said this to me. Oh, you're, you're going to give your son a place to work. No, no, no. Well, and, the, and the other thing is, is that's really what goes wrong in most of the football staffs that I was on. Right. Is that even though they weren't bringing in family members, sometimes it was. Sometimes it was their sons or whatever. You could point to Florida State. But, uh, you know, Bobby Bowden hiring Jeff Bowden as the offensive coordinator was the move that completely sent that thing into spiral and then eventually brought Jimbo in. But even if it wasn't family, it was friends. They were always hiring people that were really close to them and not really the best fit. It, it was just all about loyalty. And it was all about whether or not you were going to do anything you could for me because of who you were to me. And that was a disaster on most of the staffs that I was on. So to your point, not bringing people in because they're family, it's the bonus part of it. You're the right fit and your family. Jake, any uh, final words on um, being part of the family business? And being, I, I would, I, I would <laughs> yeah, I, I would say like, and look, I, I'm not a parent. Um, obviously, I've watched my brother be a parent for a bunch of years now. My father obviously raising me, but Teach your kids philosophy about life and what you guys believe, but don't make them be exactly like you. Give them the guardrails in order to operate within and let them be themselves um, would be something that I would say. It always suited me. I don't think I was ever like you, dad. I think that was something that made me unique. I don't think I was like you, Mark, you know, which made me unique. But I held a lot of the philosophies and the things that we hold true, work ethic and all those good things. So that's that would be the final sign off for me. I yeah, I, I think um, I think you're both alike and you're both not alike, Different. which I, you know, which I, I love. And I think the dynamic of us working together. Uh, <laughs> you guys a are, great, great line from the interview. <laughs> Different. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're both idiots, too. Which is <laughs> so um, here's the thing. And I think Andy Cagnetta said it when he was the other in the hot seat. Everybody's family. You know, it, you know, you guys are my blood family, but, you know, doing great things together is a blessing. It's super fun. Everybody that's here sharing in the conversation today, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you, you guys are family. Our GOTB family is obviously family. If you want to get better with family, get on the ball training.com or GOTB training.com is the place to go. I'll be back tomorrow in the seat. Mark, where are you going? I will not be. I am headed to Cabo tomorrow. So we will miss you guys on Thursday. I will miss you guys on Thursday and Friday. Be back on Monday to uh, recap the trip. And when you talk about family, extended family, we talked about you going to uh, Cabo. And John Breckeridge, shout out John Breckeridge, my friend, my client, who I worked with for a year virtually before we met in Napa Valley. What did he do? Reached out immediately and said, hey, we travel to Cabo pretty frequently. If you're looking for recommendations, I got some for you. He sent me a list of places. We took the first one off of his recommendation list and made a, a reservation for Friday night. So 
the power of network, the power of making your network really tight and family is, uh, is awesome. We'll see you tomorrow. I promise you, Jake and I will deliver something of value. You guys have a great week. Let's get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business.